welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, our adventurous out Galavents got up to a crazy bit of tomfoolery in the morning. They then went on to meet the king. The king and Silver had a conversation with them about a cult, a nefarious cult working in shadows potentially, maybe, who knows? They then went to the blacksmith, found out that Navarth was responsible for poisoning the previous blacksmith, and also decided that uh, they were going to head off on their way as they then met the young Mira, who Ugor imposed to, which was, you know, that, that was awkward. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be there. So let's find out what exactly happens in today's chaotic episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. Can we race? Uh, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Basically, you guys start leaving Sledge. You're running out. It's, it's now, it's still quite early in the morning. You, It's basically my horseback getting back to Evergreen. You'll probably get there in like the afternoon, like early afternoon around like four. It's not necessarily a long trip, but because you've got horses, you know, it's significantly quicker than it was walking. You pass by a, a familiar place uh, as you leave uh, Sledge. You head back along the path and come across the little, old, little old city of Gru. I would like to perceive the area for the Dark Lord. <laughs> roll, roll me a perception as you're riding through town. I rolled an 18, so tell me where my Dark Lord is. So, you guys have, you know, rolled with 18 perceptions. You ride through town. Um, you recognize that there's a lot of people around, a couple of people that you had seen beforehand. The there's no festival going on, so none of the people from the festival in particular that you mentioned, no hay bales out and about. Is that crazy lady still kind of, like, confused that uh, Falas Well, if you didn't interrupt me... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, yeah, you guys do recognize, you know, a couple key characters that have been there before. Uh, one of the dudes that made like a real passing remark about the farm once before. A woman that's like, since the last time you were here, once, you know, probably a young woman in her 30s, beautiful kind of looking. He's now like a bit decrepit, like a bit pale. She's like scratching at herself. Her hair's partially fallen out in an area. <laughs> um, she seems very like sketchy. It's, it seems like she may have like a slight case of schizophrenia, mainly because someone spoke in her head and didn't, didn't answer her back. It drove her a little bit mad, as one would say. As you guys are coming through the town, um, you see the, uh, the barkeep and you also see something coming straight for you at speed. It's grey. It's got to be grey. It's got to be grey. You just hear, stop, and then like sits down right in front of you, this six foot fucking dog wagging it's his grey. tail. It's grey. Hello. Hello, grey. Hey, buddy. Uh, it's, yeah. He stops for a moment. As he does, he registers that Ugor has on uh, right next to him, riding a horse, is the chicken. He just looks, <laughs> squints at the chicken. You start to hear a low growl. At that moment, you see uh, Clarky like ride up a little bit on uh, on Dave, and then uh, he hop dismounts actually, lands down, and just slowly making steps towards Gray. And Gray getting loud. Give him a trick point. You then see Grey lunge forward and they both embrace. You see oh. you see Grey like put his like one of his dog arms over Clarky. Clarky then grab Paws maybe him around. Paws, yes. Um, <laughs> dog arms. Dog arms. <laughs> dog arms. <laughs> it's not just a paw, it's just, it's an arm to it. You can't Don't have they? a chicken and a dog with human arms. <laughs> well, actually, Grey and um Clarky embrace and it's it's a rather sweet moment that you see. You see like a grin on Clarky's face and you know Gray tucks his head down and, you know, he's looking at one another. Clarky takes a couple steps back out of the hug and, you know, you see Ugor especially, like, 
you you've been around him enough and like Clarky smiles he, he's a bit chipper and whatnot but like this is the first time you probably think looking at Clarky, it's it's a proper genuine like smile to you in particular feels like very warm inside your chest i pull out soul string and go for a double kill <laughs> Little did Josh know I was prepared for this. Of course you <laughs> Before you go to take a shot, roll me a uh, dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw, I roll a nine. So that's not great. So at that moment, as you pull out Soul String, uh, bewildered by what has just happened, your horse, who is quite aware of what you are capable of, notices what's happening and whatnot and decides to buck. At that moment, you then get launched back off your horse and land flat on your ass. Soul String then slides away out of your hands at that moment. Uh, I go collect Soul String and uh, animal handling smack uh, him across the back of the head for a 13. That's animal abuse. Nah. As you walk back towards him and you go to hit him, he d- you just get a whip in the face from his tail. As, as this is all happening, like everyone is staring at you just around of just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's like, don't worry about it. She's right. <laughs> you get back on. Gray's then like, is good to see you. I've missed you. Yeah, it's good to see you too, Gray. Where have you been? Did you end up finding that little boy? No, I, have, I haven't I have seen little boy. My, my mama, who you then see him look to the woman that was over before. She waves at you from a distance as she clearly goes to help someone, you know, moving a cart and whatnot. My mama came back and I've been helping my mama. I've been helping village. Gray strong. Gray real strong. That's a good boy. He say you have horse now. Yeah, that was that was a whole episode. <laughs> episode. <laughs> by what you've just said to him, as if the fourth wall was attempting to break through his eyes, and and he just looks at you and just says, "That's good." <laughs> Anything happen here? No, no, no. Everything good. Everything. We heard cow people not not having fight. We we happy again, and and everything good. What happened with your master's farm? Farm, farm, farm gone. I'm sorry to hear that. Why? Are there rats? <laughs> <laughs> Are there rats? <laughs> Would you like us to go check? Should we, should we go check to see if there's rats? <laughs> Gray, are you okay with us going and having a quick look at the farm? Why? There was a very interesting cave that uh, we wanted to just have a quick suss of. He, he looks at you a bit confused. No cave? The the cave was just behind the farm. We we were inside it just as the explosion happened that um, unfortunately took your master's life. So you can see the the look on his face of confusion and just dead. No cave. Despite despite you not seeing it, are you still okay with us just going and having a peruse? Okay, I come. I come with. Okay. You see him just run and run over to his mother, and he like puts his paw up and like taps her, and, and she just looks and they have like a brief conversation. And then she, like, nods her head and he comes running back. While he's over there, we've got to protect this dog. <laughs> I, will, I will give my life for this dog. Not the chicken, but the dog. I doubt that. Yeah, I was going to say, I also doubt that. I will. Never mind that I was going for a double kill at the start. You're a but- cat person. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Remember, this, this is a big dog and he's built to... Let's, let's go. Let's go. Shall we race? So you guys start... <laughs> it's, it would be le- like a 10-minute... Horse ride, if that. Let's trot. You guys ride back towards the farm. And you can see a lot of it, like uh, a lot of the crops are all like blackened and withered. Some of the buildings aren't smoldering. smoldering. They're just like ash and and there's just heat piles. It seems like people have come through and like gathered what resources they could from it. 
and probably taken it back towards town, but nothing from here is really usable. The, the, the earth is pretty much destroyed. It doesn't look like it's in good shape at all. Before I go around, I would like to head out to pay respects to Grey's master. Okay. okay. Walk over, press F to pay respects. Press F to pay respects. Alt F4 to pay respects. <laughs> Hit your power button to pay respect. <laughs> yeah, so you guys go over, you hop off your horses and dismount. You all like wander over, and there's there's just a brief moment of quiet as you hear the wind blowing through the air. And this is where the gallivants really, we kind of really all started. This was this was our first like joint fight, effectively. Mm. It's true. It's true. I almost fucking died. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I tried to fucking save you. <laughs> So you guys take a moment uh, or two and you say your, your piece and the grey then turns to you and then look, says, where, where cave? I, I don't remember cave. So I wander over to where I believe the cave to be. As you do, you start walking up into like an, an outcropping of like rocks and a, like a rock face and, and whatnot with, with a bit of an air, area that you could recollect as to where you're going. It, it hasn't been that long that you don't really remember. You look around and you... See just a bunch of rocks piled up in 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 a so, sort of natural fashion, but you don't you don't see a cave entrance like you did before. All right, I use my full throw dart to move the stones out of the way. <laughs> All right, you you say full throw dart very loudly. Gray looks at you and it's just like everyone, everyone. If we if we all combine together, do we do we think we can move the rocks? Yeah. Yeah, we probably could. Do you have any pretty explosive attacks for us? No. Do you have any gems? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, if you're going to actually like try and see and have a look around the rocks, I would like whoever's trying to do that to make like a um investigation check. Who has the high no no, who has the highest investigation? I've got plus five. I've got plus four. I have negative one. <laughs> Yeah, investigation is intelligence for that matter. We should just Ken all investigate. and Falas roll. I would say if one of them wants to do it and the other one's there with them, they would have uh, advantage. All right, I'll roll at advantage. Yeah, I'll give you advantage. And I roll fucking uselessly. A four and a three was almost an 18 and a 19, but here plus, we are. Plus five, so maximum of nine. Yeah, if you kind of look around, there's some loose rocks and whatnot. You move a couple of it, but yeah, do you just see more rocks piled behind rocks piled behind rocks? <laughs> so Ugor rolled a 17, not, you know, 18 minus one. Yeah, Ugor, you get up close into it. You start climbing up on the rocks and whatnot. You try to peer through to see if there's any light that's like seeping through into like a darkened cave. And yeah, no, you can't see anything. So like the rocks that are there, like are they covered in moss and stuff like that? Yep. It all looks like grass and, and whatnot has like grown under and around some of it. And, and a lot of this area looks very like a natural formation that's just occurred over hundreds of years. Maybe. He, well, here's the question I was going to ask, because I remember we entered this cave from the side fields. This might not actually be the proper area to enter from maybe. Navarth led you uh, in the path that he remembered going to and I would say like I wouldn't he wouldn't have to roll. It's perfectly fine for him to have to remembered how he got there. So what if what if we all roll a, st- a strength check then? If you're going to chart moving some rocks, make me a strength check if you want. Fucking mate, I I ain't moving shit. <laughs> you grab a smaller rock and it's a little bit Are tricky you for you me? and you like Move it and you pull back on your ass. <laughs> oh, God. you you attempt to move a rock and you're just like, nah, I'm, I'm not bothering with this. Ugo's like, why the fuck am I doing all the work? <laughs> Ugo picks up like a big ass boulder and just moves it. As he does. I drop it on Navarth's toe. A dexterity saving throw. No, yeah, <laughs> Dex saving throw. 
Fuck me, that's an eight. I don't, I don't actually. It's fine, it's fine. You don't have to if you don't want to. So yeah, you move the rock out of the way. As you turn around after moving the large boulder though, you just see more rocks. And actually the more of the rocks you move away, the rocks actually get larger and larger. Clarky, do you have any TNT? He then pulls out a piece of paper and then writes down the letters TNT with a question mark. Any explosives? He then shakes his head. Fuck. Does anyone know how to make an explosion? You're the only one that has made explosions happen. Do you have any sparkler? Do you have any gunpowder? He then just draws a big question mark and looks at you. Doesn't seem like he knows what (sighs) that is. Gunpowder hasn't been invented yet. Right. Well, I guess we just have to cut our losses. Well, at least while we're out near this cave, is there flowers and stuff we can grab? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple like white flowers, um, just just small little things, and a couple white and yellow flowers that have just gathered. I'd like to use my primal awareness just to see if I can sense anything in the area. All right, so you take in for a moment, you think about it, and just this echo that comes off your body that you feel that extends out to several miles, and you feel the echo come all the way back. And at that moment, you feel nothing. Well, boys. There ain't nothing around. We got played. When we walked up, could we see the giant corpse of the flower still, or is that been deposed or gone? Vines and tendrils that were in this area, in this area that was burning and whatnot, a lot of it's like burnt up and, and quite um, decayed and, and broken away. You can't really make out much of the sunflower. You can see like a pile of what you can imagine to be like mush and, and whatnot that was there. Nothing, nothing that looks, you know, anything like what you saw once before. Well, at least we know it's real. Yeah, yeah. at least that wasn't a mystery. I can say, me almost dying felt pretty damn real. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's a powerful thing. Yeah, <laughs> so is a giant sunflower. <laughs> Let's just pay our respects and move on, I guess. So you're going to grab a couple of flowers and then go lay it on the grave? Yep. So you go, you lay them down, take a moment, and Gray looks at you quite happily and says, thank you. See, so you guys are done here on the farm? Yeah. I'd say yeah. so, yeah. Cool. All right, so you guys mount back up and you head back towards Gru. So you ride back. It's not very long. Aha, another race. I have won. Ugo's just like, Ugo leaves a minute or two before everyone else just so he can arrive first. Aha, first again. I've been here first. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, so you guys come back into town. There's still quite a bit of people moving around and whatnot. A couple travelers passing through. Seems like they're heading actually towards Sledge. Basically, if you have a look around to see you can see like a fruit vendor and that, that's pretty much it you can't really see much in the way of shops this this is like really a, a small halfway town do they have bananas at the fruit shop uh yes yes they do it looks like they sell mangoes and I'm bananas gonna buy some bananas and buy some bananas Ooh. okay sure you're gonna walk up to the fruit stand a person hello fruit person hello there you want some fruit you're very energetic for the first thing in the morning. I think you've had a bit too much fruit, my <laughs> man. <laughs> it's this fruit juice. He just brings up this glass of like brown sludge that's just in, in this in this like jug, this glass jug. Can I have a glass? Sorry, Sonny? Oh, uh, can I have a glass? It's it's mine. You just start sipping on. He's sharing, he's caring. You want some fruit? This fucking dude's on fructose. Do you have, okay, that's fine. Do you have any bananas? I have bananas. I have the little baby ones and the big ones. Do you have any other special types of bananas? I have green ones. They're not ripened. They give me. They give me powers. Or he leans forward. He, he leans forward and looks at you. And is like, are you asking me if I have drugs? <laughs> <laughs> drugs? <laughs> yes. It's an older, decrepit, grey man with like a red coat on and whatnot. He's he's got one eyebrow raised and one eye really open. The other one's like really squinted. He seems to like lick his lips quite a lot. 
you don't work for the guard, do you? Nah, mate. You'd have to tell me if you work for the guard. Nah, mate, we sell to the guard. I tried to kill the guard last time we were here. <laughs> no, seriously, give me... Do you have bananas? I want some bananas. We, I have bananas. I, I have the big ones and the little baby ones. All right, everyone, what, what's your preference? Uh, a bit of a bit of a size queen myself, so you know, just uh, like the big banana. <laughs> for last, what about you, mate? Uh, same. The, these big ones are from a farm called Straya. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Straya? I must visit. I don't know. I don't know where it is. Don't know where it's from, but I get it. How much are your bananas, mate? How much are your bananas? Four gold for a bunch of bananas. Four gold. How about how about five copper? <laughs> he just looks at you with like the blankest <laughs> expression on his face, like his face has not changed. No. So you're saying if I buy six, I get get them cheaper. One banana, one gold. Bunch of banana, four gold. How about 30 silver? 50 gold. 10 silver. Two gold. One gold for four bananas, and we keep your secret about the drugs to the guard. One copper, and that's my final offer. All right, done. I got it. I'm, I'm gonna. F- I literally flick a cop like a copper piece at his head. He, he just catches it like in his hand with like bang two, supreme would, reflexes. Bow like a bullet. He then hands you like a bunch of bananas, and basically, as as you get the bananas in your hands, you then realize these are very firm, sturdy bananas. Uh, as you look up, you just see the old man just sprinting. Suckers! Right. <laughs> he then just like immediately like face plants, trips. Ah, fuck. <laughs> what he didn't realize is that he left his fruit stand behind. <laughs> Did he leave the till there too? Uh, well, there's there's not really a till. You just see a bunch of fruit in the stand. All right, let's take the fruit. I'd, I'm going to investigate the stand to see what we can steal. Okay. Um, that's <laughs> 19. Okay, so basically there, what's in the fruit stand, it's very, it's not like abundance. There's like three bunches of bananas of like four, five bananas. There's six oranges, three pomegranates, and two two baskets full of apples. We still we steal all of them. And do you have the means there... to carry all of that? Yep. You're just gonna pull out a burlap sack and just. I am gonna take the basket of apples and feed all of the horses. I was gonna donate it to the local inn. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm only taking one basket to feed our horses. Okay. But was there any drugs? Not that you can see, no. Fuck. All right, I, I hand out one one of the baskets out to each of the horses, so each of the horses get adequate share. Uh, Ace of Spades eats one apple very reluctantly and looks at you the entire time as he's eating it, very sus, and then as you feed it the second apple, it then bites into it very slowly, almost just very suspicious of you. As you guys are, like, doing all this and, like, mecking around with the fruit stand, you just see, like, a, a teenage boy start come run up to you guys and just go what 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 are you what are you doing with my fruit store Pardon? what why are you taking my apples are you aware that your fruit store was commandeered by another man was it crazy steve I, i'm going to assume yes well no one buys from crazy steve so like i thought it would be fine well unfortunately when travelers come through they don't exactly know crazy steve at the back of their hand okay but does it does it normally not say that like if the man is haggling money like all over the shop and very crazy. He had his brown juice, I'm sure. Yes, he had brown juice. Also, there was meant to be a guard around here. Ah, are you going to pay for those apples? How much are the apples? Two copper. Oh, I can flick you two copper for sure. Two per, copper per... for the, the five that you've taken or six. Oh, easily. Here's a gold for your troubles. He just looks at us like, um, it's a lot of money. 
Well, how much more can you give me out of your cart? Well, I mean, you could probably take the entire cart then at that point. Well, then I already was doing that. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> May as well continue what I was doing. Uh-huh. I've already handed out the basket of apples to the horses, so go give the rest of the townspeople. The basket contained about 10 apples, so you've given away about half of it. Uh, I'll take this over to the inn. Yep, and just keep our nice, long, curvy bananas. <laughs> collect a lot of the fruit there into like the basket of where the apples is because the basket of apples isn't full by any means so yeah you guys collect it up and then you wander over to the inn um one of the innkeepers is just standing like at the the front door you know he's just sweeping just looks at you and goes you seem oddly familiar um hello uh, how can i help you uh, i'm here to deliver this fruit for anyone who needs it oh that's how generous of you anyone who's looking for food or some scraps this is for them why, why thank you I, I... that'll be 14 gold <laughs> <laughs> generosity with a heart black as iron <laughs> sure oh, thank you thank you very much that's 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 very kind of you have have a great day have a wonderful day gray's helping and like moving around and whatnot gray's like sitting in front of the little like the teenage kid with a gold piece he's like getting like a belly scratch he's here from like Gray, this ta- like he's one of his legs has just gone ballistic. Oh yeah, getting uh, a good rub in there, Mister Mister Gray. He just sits up and he just looks at you and is like, <laughs> "Yes," and then lies back down immediately. <laughs> yes. You guys hop back on your horses. You seem to be quite content. You know, Gray's looking at you. It's now around midday, so it's now whether or not you want to fight ass around here anymore or head back towards Evergreen. Let's head back. Yeah. Can we race there just without the commentary and just have a roll and whoever comes out, comes out? One flat roll of just a athletics check. I got a 20. I got 21. Falas got an 11. 14. 14. Um, That's the order of things before. Well, as as you say that, uh, you win. You, you've you tied with Clarky, so Clarky's going to like keep the pace with you the entire way and you ride back. As you guys ride past and ride through out of town, you say goodbye to Grey, obviously. Bye. Grey. See you later, Grey. Like, lifts his paw up into the air, tries to wave as best as he can. He's like, goodbye. And you guys ride back through, basically riding along the trail that you have. This signage that leads you back towards Evergreen. Uh, and you pass through the campsite that you saw once before. You move rather quickly through this campsite, by the way. You just... Hi. Bye. <laughs> and then one of the guards is from the tower is like, what, what are you doing? Uh, okay. Bye. This is where we met Clarky, right? This is where I met Clarky. <laughs> this is where we learned of Clarky. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. And you guys ride back through and then slowly but surely you... Uh, well, quickly but surely you arrive yourself <laughs> but back. Surely. Into um into Evergreen. Oh, it's like we we're never here. It's probably late afternoon now. It's it's about five. You guys get there with like a bit of gusto, but not enough to like really make it too much. Wow, this is where we first met. <laughs> it's the face bomb. So you guys arrive into town. There's a local stables just right at the entranceway to Evergreen, uh, with a man with a uh, like straw hat on with a piece of wheat in his mouth, leaning up against a post. Well, hi there. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> G'day. He's starting to look a bit confused by the constant saying of hello. Well, uh, I guess you would like me to take your horses then. Uh, what gives you that impression? I run a fair stable here. We, we take in over 40 to 50 horses a day. Lately, it's been a bit ballistic. We only really have space for about the horses that you have left. I say for the whole amount, two, two silver. Done. Per horse or for the, the lot of them? For the lot of them. I'll cover that. No sweat. Oh, cheers, bro. I'll, get, I'll do two silver. That's easy. I'm going to lean over to Navarth and say, are you going to mention the bad stuff about your horse? Nope. 
I'm just gonna let it happen. Watch for that one. He- this horse is a bit rapey. Keep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way to put it. Well, hold, hold, hold on there. What, what, what do you mean by by that? He's he's a wee bit excitable, so just keep a tight Look, lead. He's if, a bit of a breeder. Is he dissexed? Good, good, sir. What is your name? My name is Jimothy. Well, Jimothy, if you want more horses that you could potentially sell, just just pay no mind. I run a stable. I don't. I'm not a breeder. Here's an extra five silver to look the other way. You just put it into his hands. He's like, um, okay. I might. I might have to get the penis muzzle for this one. <laughs> Good move. Muzzle. I Good said, move. look the other way. Uh huh. Uh huh. Brandine, get the penis muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Got another one. <laughs> God damn it! I say to Ace of Spades. Mate, I'm really trying. It's it's everyone else. He just looks at you with utter disappointment on his face. Mate, I tried. I, I've got five less silver because of you, so you should at least be somewhat respectful of that. Animal handling says 14. Yeah, he, he looks at you begrudgingly as you stroke his coat and he just looks away. That C word could have changed real quick. I'm glad it was coat. Stroke his Right, anyway, so Jimothy's got our horses. Um... Before we head into an inn, is there anything exciting happening in town that we should maybe go and have a look at? Because, I mean, we've only been riding. We haven't exactly exhausted ourselves. You were told to go to the industrial district and told to go to the Slippery Snake. Let's go to the Slippery Snake. Uh, let's go to the Slippery Snake. Jimothy, can you point us in the direction of the Slippery Snake? I'm a snake. That's in the industrial <laughs> district. So if you follow this road down here for about 20 minutes and take a left... Then you'll see it. It's hard to miss because there's a lot of smoke and smog around. All right. Beautiful. Thank you for the tip. We shall see you later. You're welcome. We wander off to the industrial district. Yep. So you start walking into that uh, area. Is there any relative shops on our way through? Is there a drive through McDonald's? There is not a drive through McDonald's. There is a horse through McDowell's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> McDowell's. <laughs> Basically, having a look around, there there aren't too many shops in this area where you are um, at the moment. It seems like a lot of the more shopping districts would be more to where the port is. What you do see in the area is a lot of like smaller little housing complexes. So a lot of like packed in houses where you would imagine like people that don't have a lot of money kind of congregate to. So more of the slums. The slums. The slums. More like- is there any shady shit going on? Drugs. Uh, I mean, not drugs. If you, if you want to make a perception roll to see if you see any drug deals going I roll a four, so I see there's a road. You, you, you see that there are people. You don't see what's going on, though. It's just people walking around. It's just a pretty busy city. Do we look uh, super ostentatious for this area? No, no, you, it's not an uncommon what look into having that area. Very big word, very nice. <laughs> very, I very good it. word. Ostentatious. Uh, in other words, do you stand the fuck out? No, very much not. No. Do we look like we don't belong? No, no. It's, it's, okay, like it's, cool. it's not like a poor area. Like, you don't see... Like people in rags and stuff. It's just people. They're working class. Men. It's a, yeah, it's a very working yeah. class kind of area that you're entering into. And basically, as you're walking, you start to slowly get into a bit of the smog in the area, and you can, you can see it. You can smell it. It's a lot of like coal, and the air is a bit heavier than it was, you know, moments ago. Less, less fresh air and less vibrant forest air. You're coming into. What well, seems to be a bit more of, you know, you can smell metal and, and coal and like a bit, a bit of heaviness to the air. Is there any um, places that look like they would sell weapons? 
not to your not from you can see no not within this area you can see that at the moment you're passing through a lot of housing i think we're heading to like manufacturing areas anyway all shops are at the dock yeah as you as you can kind of see like you're moving forward and through you you guys then start to to change around into the the industrial district which there's there's a lot of smoke in the air it's pretty heavy and there's just a lot, a lot of buildings and whatnot there's, there's a large clock tower that seems to be in the middle of the road as you start to head further into the industrial district but there's a lot of clanking of metal of grinding sounds a lot of heat there, there is there is a statue of a man holding a shield and a sword in front um and then the statue it, it says sir bart hero of the east i would like to ask soul string if he was actually a hero you mentioned that to Soulstring and you don't really get any response. It's right. Soulstring doesn't give you anything. Okay, that's fine. Below that, though, you can, if you, as you kind of read down a little bit more, you can see a fresher plaque that is been put there. It seems like it's been super affixed to it, and, and it's a gold plaque that's been uh, like almost hand drilled, but quite hard into the actual stone itself, and and it just says, "Great descendant of." The the uh, mighty mayor of Evergreen. Sorry, great ancestor of the uh, mighty mayor of Evergreen. So you can gather kind of from this, this person might have been like one of the first settlers in this area, founder potentially. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of buildings around. Uh, there's there's some signage and whatnot. There's a lot of like clanking and, and there's a few open industrial buildings and there's some some from looks like it. There's a couple of inns, a couple of taverns. You've come to an open splitting air area where maybe the working class come to get a load off. The the slippery snake inn would potentially be in this area. I walk up to a random dude. Excuse me, mate. Wondering if you could point me in the direction of the slippery snake. <laughs> uh, uh, what was that? Sorry. Uh, I'm just wondering if you could point me in the direction of the slippery snake. Oh, right. Uh, it's um, it's just over there, the the red building. I'm colorblind. <laughs> I, well, I'm, is that canonical? Are you are you actually colorblind? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that fact. So you you can see that there's a sign uh at the front saying like uh, slippery snake in, and there's a tavern just next to it, the the headless snake tavern. Right. What are we? Here, as we're approaching, does it sound rowdy? Like there's maybe a fight or anything? Su- surprisingly enough, it seems to be quite quiet. Quiet. You don't hear a lot, uh, a lot of sound going on from inside there. You can hear music and whatnot coming lively from the headless snake uh, tavern, but uh, the inn itself doesn't sound too too hectic. If anything, we should go in, obviously rent a room and that, and maybe scope out the area, see what we can hear. People having conversations. Well, Barrow, you've got knowledge of this wine you've seen it before so do you think you'd be able to spot it out if uh, if it was around on one of the tables or even kind of being hidden away i think i'd have an eye for it but i would have to get somewhat close it is it is a it's, it's almost reminiscent of like a cranberry wine falas if necessary do you think you could potentially put him invisible yes to snoop around the house like snoop around while we're in inside i don't think it's just going to be anywhere inside that they're in though if if alas you put Burrell invisible, Burrell, you hunt around for the wine and just don't let us know of anything until you're a hundred percent certain. On. I'm gonna do a quick perception. I'm gonna perceive if there's anyone around us within within a reasonable earshot. No, that one, <laughs> baby. You, you get a ring in your ear that gets real high pitched for a moment. You're like, oh. yeah, that's Navarth's voice. That's just me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I roll eleven on perception. Yeah, so, no, I mean, there's people around, there's no one really paying much attention to you. Okay, okay. 
And so, I say you hunt around for the wine and just let us know once you see something or if you see a feasible opportunity to take it and get away safely, then do it and we'll have your back. Ask for a fine wine. I can get through the back door at least. All right. Then ask for another so I can come back out. That'd be my only- I need to see a cellar. Right. Because if I can spot it in a goblet, I can spot it in the cellar. But I can't get it out. That's the problem. Or if I do- it's really got to work. Would picking it up count as an action? That counts if- as an action. I'll I'll be visible. Casting a spell attack, like basically any action is the easiest way to answer it. What we do know is it's possible it's a group of thieves that are staying here. So it might not be in like the uh, cellar part either. We don't know all this information. So we can at least get a room, stake out the information, and then we can work under the cover of darkness as well. Who has the who has the best investigation check here? Unfortunately, Navarth. I do. Navarth has the best investigation. You probably have the best stealth. But N- Navarth has the most consistently shit rolls. In fairness, as well, I have I have pretty good stealth rolls, except for that one time where I tripped in front of like fifty enemies. Navarth, we may need you to ask the cleric in a in a nonchalant way. Would there happen to be some some dodgy people in tonight? You know, just just so we're on the safe side. Man, I can do that. And please roll well. That's a horrible idea. This is going to go bad, but... Remember, Flash, you have inspiration, so if you need to at any point... What does, what does inspiration even mean? It lets me re-roll a d20. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Once. Once per day. That's only one use. Shall we start mission invisible brow find wine? No, or first, shall we go we... Well, f- first we go in and find out what we can see. So you're going to walk into the inn? I walk into the inn. All right, and you all follow in tow. So as you guys enter into the inn, you you see like a rather nice open floor. Um, you know, it, it's it's timber. It, it's it's not like super well done up. It seems like they probably get a lot of people that come in and out and and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's not really ornate. A lot of it is just you know timber decking. Oh, sorry, timber flooring. You know the the stone walls with with timber accents around sconces on the walls. You can see a couple of doors closed off to the left and right of yourselves, and stairs that leading up to an upper floor above you with like a balcony and and other rooms selectively around there. Uh, you don't collectively see anywhere that's like a tavernish kind of thing, but there's there's plenty of uh, leading rooms from this main hall. You know, a nice red carpet as you walk up towards like this front counter desk area where there's a uh, an elven woman uh, with like pale blue skin, blonde hair. Good evening. How are you today? Have you got any rooms available? Oh, hello. Um, rooms? Yes, we do. Oh, fantastic. How much for a room? Then what comes with it? Uh, depends. We have two types of rooms, whether you're um, selectively going to room with the rest of your companions here. You can either get a group room, which is for up to six beds, or an individual room. I'm going to opt for an individual. Individuals are five silver. Group rooms are collectively 20 silver. I will have my own room too. <laughs> with the chicken. With <laughs> own room oh with the chicken. Hey, Falas, would you like to bunk with me the night? Have you got any rooms for two with separate beds? Thank you. Separate beds. We only have rooms that are... Conjoined with six individual beds and individual rooms with one individual bed. Uh, the main reason for that is because we get a lot of people that come in here that have to s- travel through and the group rooms are quite popular. Uh, any interesting groups passing through other than us? Nothing out of the ordinary. It's a bit of a interesting question there. We're adventurers, so we uh, 
I gathered that from these swords that you have. We we just would like to make sure that uh, there's nothing that's going to cause us um, too much grief. Um, last place we stayed at, there was a fire on the floor, so it was a bit uh, nerve-wracking to say the least. Fire on the floor, that's uh, okay. Um, yeah, spontaneous combustion, it's a terrifying thing. Sure, sure. Um, I can assure you we don't have that here. What we do have is we have a complimentary breakfast, and depending on what the uh, the chef makes on that day, it can it can vary. Like this morning, we had a fish stew with a side of bread. The day before last, we had a, a pasta dish. Um, also, I just have to say, your little chicken friend there with the arms, absolutely adorable. At that point, Clarky just like, Clarky's grin gets really wide. Don't encourage him, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's got enough confidence as he is. Yeah. You just see Clarky just wink at her. Oh, my. Um. He puts his number up on the <laughs> <laughs> He gets a piece of paper and then just writes the number one and then just hands it to her. I say, how, how much would a group room be if it was for two people? The, the price remains the same. We may as well all get our own separate rooms. Yeah, individual. How much is that? Five silver a head. So I guess 20 gold all up if the chicken's staying with you. 20 gold? Sorry, 20 silver. I misspoke. <laughs> Give me a heart attack, lady. All right, I'll pay. For everybody. I'll pay my five silver. I'll pay for everyone. Okay. Sweet. I'll pay my five <laughs> silver. Yeah, Morale, you've been, you've been overruled, mate. You've been in a situation where you're like at the shops with a mate and you're like, no, nah, I'll pay. No, no, I'll pay. And you're like literally fighting over like this uh, pay yeah. weight <laughs> with your cards. I've removed five silver from my currency. I pay for the, the rest of us. So 15. Yep. So I was paying for the elves. She takes the money and collects it. And then she hands out keys respectively um, with little like paddles on it, which saying the, uh, the rooms. Burrell, you are on floor two. So it has another two at the front. Then a hyphen room B3. For last, you are in room on the same floor, two dash B4. Navarth, you are on the first floor. So one dash A3. Ugor, you are on the first floor as well, floor one dash A two. I I consider myself a bit of a wine snob. I was wondering if there's anyone nice to get a drink. Well, uh, I've never had someone describe themselves uh, like that before. I would like to say, you know, the the best place to probably get a drink if you are after one is probably the the tavern next door. Uh, the owner who owns this both owns the inn here and also the tavern. Right. So you kind of you you get paid to tell that. That's the next door's the best tavern. It's a tavern next door. If you would like to go to other taverns, that's your choice. Are there other taverns? Just just for curiosity, I mean, next door's certainly the most convenient, especially when I black the fuck out and can stumble to the first floor into my room. There there are other taverns. Right. Pub group. <laughs> Such as? Yes. Just across the road, there there is a tavern called the Mighty Axe. The Mighty Axe. And further down past the clock tower, there is... Another one called The Lizard's Escape. I reckon we'll probably start at some of the other ones so that uh, we can finish at the Headless Snake so that I don't have to stumble all the way from fucking Lizard's Escape. All right, thank you for your time. I'm going to go put my shit in my room. Not a problem at all. Please enjoy your stay. And if and she, like, leans out and puts her hand on your hand, if there's anything you need at all, please let me know. Bet you, you okay? <laughs> Perfectly fine. Will you be at the inn? At Tavern? I... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like I'm in the inn. Um, unfortunately, I'm here till quite late this evening. That's all right. Sounds like you can carry me to my room. Interesting. Are you part dragon? What? Dragon? No. Yeah. Dragon these balls. 
<laughs> Would you like to be? <laughs> and, and with a more stern voice, she just says, is there anything I can do for you at all now? Just ignore him. That's what you can do for him. To be quite frank, found him a bit charming to begin with, and um, that, that has gone. Downhill quickly, hey. That, that has gone, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, that, he has that effect. What type of elf are you, by curiosity? I am a fey elf. A fey elf? So we are uncommon. Fey elves, we are mutant-born elves. The, the fey wilds, which are the ethereal forest in, in a land beyond this one. Essentially, how long ago a wizard opened a portal to somewhere that he, they really shouldn't, and elves lived there where they had mutations, and uh, a few came through, and over time, breeding has immaculated to a quite a number of us, but um, the, the portal to the Feywilds has since closed uh, long, long ago. But um, we fey elves pop up from time to time. So you're like basically like the step up from a wood elf. I wouldn't say that at all. I wouldn't say that my 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 race of elf is above anyone at all. We are we are very accepting. I like people. this elf. You're you're a good elf. You're much better than the high elven bitch at Vexdal. I've never been that far into outside of Evergreen. Um, I I've been born and raised here. Ah, lovely. Well. We'll be seeing you later. I gotta put my shit in my room. What shit? What are you? Are you putting your weapons? Basically, we're saying put shit in, but I think we're just gonna scope out the rooms. <laughs> you have a look at your room. So basically, as you enter the room, it's it's a um, it's a queen bed um, with like a nice little uh, like bedside table with a oil lit lantern sitting on the next to it. There's there's some sheets at the end of the bed. Um, there's a there's a nice window perching out into the streets that you see, people on the first floor actually don't have a window, but the people on the second floor do. Fuck us, so go right. <laughs> there, there is there is also a oil lit lantern hanging from the ceiling as well. Uh, seems like the one that's on the bedside is if you're probably going to do light reading or something along those lines. Um, and yeah, it's it seems to be quite nice, quite quaint. From our window, can we see the front entryway? You can. You are directly looking out into the front entryway. Okay. So as you guys walk up the stairs, you do a U-turn and you head basically towards the front of the building uh, and your rooms are both adjacent just above the actual foyer area. I reckon we all meet in Burrell's room and and, and discuss uh, how we're going to do this pub crawl. So I say, do we want to hit up the Mighty Axe and Lizard's Escape and see what kind of people are wandering around there or? Yeah, I want to check out the Wet Morris. How long (laughs) do we think it'll take to go through all three? Well, we could split up. But if you want to get in the cellars... Yeah, mm. I think we should stick to, to one tavern. What if Falas puts you invisible? It's going to be a lot of runaround for you. All three of us respective go to each of the different taverns and you do all the scope work and work out what you can see if you can see anything. Then we will all meet back here in an hour because that's when the spell will effectively be lifted. See what your findings are and then work out which of the three ends we need to hit. If I push myself to the limit with my magic, I can turn two people invisible at the same time and I can only do that once. Can we extend it to two hours? It can only be an hour. Could you recast it? I can recast it, So, it's, but I have to touch. So it's like, say if me and Burrell go, Burrell grabs it, I could then recast it on him, but then I would lose my invisibility because I cast a spell. If we can get to each one, if we can go in, look for the fine wine, go out, next one, next one. If we can get that all done within an hour... If not, we could then recast back to the original, then make a scene. Why are we looking at other ones anyway? Yeah. Well, what if we don't find it in the first? We were told that a group was staying here or 
heading in this area. But if they're staying in the Slippery Snake Inn, that doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Headless Snake. Why? I guarantee we're not going to be the only people pub crawling tonight. Well, should, we, should we start with this first? So you can either start with this first or you can go down to the furthest one and then work your way back. It's up to you. Or we can split into three and have Burrell run like a madman and then meet back in his room in an hour. Go together. Yeah, we'll just go together. Yeah. What if we start with the Slippery Snake slash Headless Snake and by the time, if we don't spot any sort of group, that is when we leave Boral. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave Boral invisible at uh, <laughs> the Slippery Snake, and then he can listen out and watch for groups. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That enter, and then we can go check the other places. Well, that, uh, wait, we did. One of us. Wait, we did say that you could see the entrance from the, one of the rooms. Yeah. You, you can. You can see the main road from where you we are. We could set up Clarky on the window. Yeah. In the second floor, just to investigate the people as they come and go through the building and see if there's any dodgy groups. And Ugo, you could speak with Clarky when we get back to the room because you haven't used your animal talking today, I don't believe. No, I haven't. And um, can ask him if he saw anything sus. So he could be our oh, yeah. postman. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, Clarky could stay here, yeah, like you're Clarkie saying. Clarky could be our postman for, for in and out traffic of the Slippery Snake Inn. And then we can co- collectively then go between each of the the pubs. And I, I feel like it would be wise to to start at the furthest away. I feel like this was our information though. So it do- it does sound it sounds like a good idea. The other thing is because I've I'm limited on how many times I can cast the spell. So it's like if I waste them now, I won't be able to use it when you actually need to make the grab. Yeah, yeah. That's why we try and get it all done. We, in the we first. need it. We need to get in and out as fast as we can between each of the things and keep our sleuthing between each of the different locations under an hour. Maybe we should pace out how long it's going to take us to travel between each of the locations before we commit to using the spell so that we know how long traffic time and walking is going to take Uh, us. What I'm saying is, like, we could just be exploring it as, like, you know, pub crawl as a group. Yeah. We don't have to be invisible for that. Yeah. It's like if we find the area, we find the group or whatever, that's when we hit it. That's when we do it. So investigate each of the groups first or each of the locations first and and have a beer at each one to kind of suss out the the crews of people that are rocking around and and then we'll know which group we're realistically needing to suss in further. Yeah. I mean, now it just depends on how how you want to go about it, whether you go to the headless and then to the axe, to the lizards, or you go lizard, axe, snake. Mm. What if we hit up headless first and and go to each of the respective ones and then back to headless before into the room and we can just uh, act fucked out of our mind. I'm pretty good at being an asshole, so we can act like we're drunk as fuck coming back from the pub crawl ready for another shot just to see if there's any additional people. If if you're looking right in front of the the super snake, it's just to the building on your left. The the axe is literally across the road. And down the road, uh, past the the clock tower, is is a large a larger building that has a sign saying. Uh, so, would you say snake. if you walked from the headless snake to the lizard, just like straight gung ho, it would take you like five minutes? Probably about twenty minutes worth of walk. Twenty minutes. So, like knowing this information, maybe we should start off at the lizard. Then we can head down, and anyone traveling from the direction of the lizard will be to the snake. And we head to the axe, and then we can scope out any groups entering from the axe, and we can see across the road. I'm guessing it's not that far distance-wise. Yeah. The other option is just just going between uh, the headless and the axe only, and like we'll be able to clock people if 
if based on our tip, we know they're staying at the slippery. So it's like we might not even have to go up there. Looking at the size of the buildings when we were heading into the Slippery Snake Inn, though, the, the lizard does look like probably the biggest of the lot. It is definitely the biggest of the lot. So it might it might be the most popular drinking spot in, in the industrial area. So it, it, it's it, hardest to track people inside as well, though, where it's easier to track them coming out. Maybe we leave one of us on post just at the lizard. Someone can cause a scene and act like they said fuck the pub crawl i just want to stay here because it's the best drinks in town and get the whole fucking inn going or tavern or whatever if i'm going under i'm gonna let you guys take the lead because i will be in movement mode the invisibility won't be until we've sussed out each of the areas and and have more of a headstrong idea of where this elusive group is potentially getting their fucking drink on tonight and i'll have to actually see if there's the wine first hmm Oh, how sweet they get to catch up with Grey again. How nice of them to donate the fruit. And now the Galavans are off on their way out to have a bit of a nice drinky drink. A, a pub crawl, even. In, in any case, you're going to have to find out exactly what happens on next week's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits.